This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, we could see a change to when the fiscal year officially begins and ends. DMV lawmakers want their colleagues to try to get all federal employees paid parental leave, not just defense workers. In a shooting incident involving a postal worker and a postal service investigator. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. A new bill would change the federal fiscal year calendar to run from January 1st to December 31st. Congressman Mike Turner recently introduced the It's About Time Act. The bill would take effect on January 1st. The current federal fiscal year runs from October 1st to September 30th. With a possible government shutdown two weeks away, parties are still arguing over the last two shutdowns. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has more. A federal judge heard oral arguments on the government's motion to dismiss a lawsuit over last year's shutdown. The National Treasury Employees Union claims the IRS violated the Anti-Deficiency Act in forcing employees to work. But the judge said a decision is unlikely until January. From the 2013 shutdown, federal and union lawyers agree on how many employees are due liquidated damages but they still haven't agreed on how to calculate who gets what. I'm Tom Temin. D.C. area lawmakers are urging their colleagues to stay focused on getting a paid family leave program for all federal employees. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer says leadership on the Congressional Armed Services Committees is considering a leave program only for the Defense Department. Hoyer and a group of Maryland and Virginia Democrats say paid leave only for DOD employees would create two classes in the workforce. The House included 12 weeks of paid leave for federal employees in its version of the annual defense authorization bill. The Senate version did not. Defense congressional leaders are conferencing over the leave program now. A bill in the Senate would require the Postal Service to develop a comprehensive plan to fight the shipping of illegal drugs. The bill from Senators Gary Peters and Mitt Romney would require USPS to update its plan every two years and provide briefings to Congress and the Office of National Drug Control Policy. Between 2013 and 2018, more than 98,000 people in the U.S. have died from synthetic opioid overdoses. A postal worker in Virginia was shot yesterday morning by an agent for the Postal Service's Inspector General's office. The worker was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. No details were released as to what led to the shooting. The IG's office is investigating along with the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office. The Federal Labor Relations Authority is taking another step to eliminate any doubts about the structure and responsibilities of the Federal Service Impasses Panel. Members of the Impasses Panel say they've ratified all finalized decisions and orders that were made over the past two years. FSIP Chairman Mark Carter says the panel reaffirmed all decisions in recent years to remove any doubt about its constitutionality or structure. President Trump last month gave the FLRA authority to remove any member of the Impasses Panel. A federal court has decided the National Security Commission on Artificial Intelligence is subject to the Freedom of Information Act. A D.C. District Court judge ruled in favor of the Electronic Privacy Information Center, which filed a lawsuit last year when the Defense Department denied its FOIA requests. The ruling comes as the commission is preparing to release its final report to Congress next year. The panel is chaired by former Deputy Defense Secretary Robert Work and former Google and Alphabet CEO Eric Schmidt. Congress stood up the commission in the 2019 defense spending bill. 
The Justice Department is joining a whistleblower lawsuit that claims a defense contractor overcharged the government for mine-resistant vehicles. More from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. Prosecutors say Navistar Defense submitted fraudulent invoices to justify the prices it was charging the Marine Corps for a new upgraded suspension system for the more than 4,000 MRAPs it delivered. Those invoices purported to show commercial customers had paid similar prices, but the Justice Department says those commercial sales never actually happened. The suit was filed under the False Claims Act, which lets the government recover up to three times the monetary damages it actually suffered. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Chief of Naval Operations Admiral Mike Gilday releases a new guidance for the future of the fleet. The new guidance states that the Navy will be equipped with the right capabilities and numbers to meet the challenges of a complex and competitive maritime environment. The order is built on the foundation of former Navy CNO Admiral John Richardson's design for maintaining maritime superiority 2.0. The guidance also says the Navy will work to recruit and retain the most talented men and women to give the service an asymmetrical advantage in warfare. The Army's acquisition office nearly doubled the requirement to save money and move it into modernization accounts. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has details. The Army's acquisition office did more than just meet the Secretary's goal of moving 5% of its operations and maintenance accounts to modernization lethality readiness. The office nearly doubled its savings using category management. Becky Warrick, the executive director of the Services Acquisition Office for the Army, says the service saved $1.2 billion in fiscal 2019 that went toward modernization. She says one way the Army did that was by limiting the buying of IT in the fiscal fourth quarter, which data shows cost 30% more than at other times during the year. I'm Jason Miller. A new application from the Air Force allows reserve and guard airmen to monitor the status of their retirement applications. The virtual status bar provides applicants with a real-time snapshot of the standing of their application. To view the status bar, airmen must go to the Virtual Personnel Center and select the Retirement Status link in the Retirement section. The Air Force processes more than 10,000 retirement orders a year. And Veterans Affairs is launching a new interagency initiative to make better contact with military members who leave service. The program is called VA Solid Start, and the department says it will call all new veterans at least three times during their first year of transition from the military. The goal is to develop better relationships with new veterans and tell them about VA mental health and other benefits. The initiative is part of a military mental health executive order President Trump signed last year. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One. And follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Thank you.